WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all the rest of you yahoos are out there dilly-dilly and you little wankers, we're actually receiving real wrestling news. Shoulders, aka Cloudy from the Body Donners in the WWF, WWE. Um, uh, Jimmy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, brother. How are you making out? So it's good, good talking to you, Jake. Yeah, Real you, good talking to you. You too. Man. I always appreciate the time that you guys give. So, um, now you you started out in what the late '80s? Yeah, now, yeah. I, uh, me. I mean, Chris Candido wrote me into wrestling. I'd only seen two matches prior to ever getting into business. That's incredible. And you, like, from what I've heard, you you drove him to a match, and you, they put you in the ring, basically, gave you a little work. Yeah, they were gonna. I I drove him down. Before we get into this, let me let me just say this: it's Memorial Day. I'm a Marine. My wife's a Marine. We're both veterans, and I just want to say. Uh, Give it up to all the veterans out there, and uh, uh, happy Memorial Day to everyone and for those whose families uh, that gave all. We appreciate what you did. God bless America, and thank you very much. Absolutely. You know, I really mean that, and, and Semper Fi. Thank you. You know, to, to get back to, to wrestling, uh, I never would have wrestled if I wasn't a Marine, first of all. I mean, just... You know, just uh, kind of like you know, you know, what makes the cut of people to do certain things, and uh, you know, Marine Corps just kind of built some character that you know I needed. But Chris was uh, Candido was just this uh, pain in the ass fat kid at the gym. He used to always say he was going to be a famous wrestler. You know, and, uh, I've, I've told this story a bunch of times, but. Uh, and after a while, you know, he started working out and doing good, and he asked me to give him a ride to some wrestling thing. His dad couldn't give him a ride, and I told him no. And he wasn't training hard enough, and, you know, he was kind of screwing around, drinking beer out in front of the gym with the owner at the body shop in Belmore, which isn't there anymore, and I, I really miss that place because we, we had a great time there starting out. But uh, I told him, I said, look, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take you anywhere you want to go. Um, if you train real hard for the next year, uh, I'll give you a ride. He's like, all right, man, cool. Wow. So a little less than a year goes by, and, uh, you know, old, old Skip to Methuselah there. I got a bunch of names for Ken, man. You know, he, he, was, he really was my little brother, you know, so. Um, but uh, he, tell you, he comes up to me at the gym, and he started training with me. And uh, my my buddy Lefty Keith St. John, the martial artist, uh, good good friend of mine. But uh, <clears throat> you know we were training hard, and the kid needed a ride. And I was like, hey man, you know, my dad can't take me. He says, you know, can you give me a ride on Saturday? 
because we'll go after go after we deadlift and eat eat breakfast because we deadlift every Saturday morning and then we go to George's for breakfast another place in Belmar and it's not there anymore you know and, and that was our Saturday morning routine I said yeah so I got no problem taking over brother I got no problem at all so um, after we did all that that next Saturday <clears throat> I picked him up at his mom's house and. Uh, he, uh, she made some food for us to take with us. And my God, it's an awful lot of food, but, you know, cool. And, uh, you know, chicken, grilled chicken breasts and all kinds of stuff. And, um, we were set to go. And he gets in the car and says, all right, little brother, where are we heading? He goes, Baltimore. And we're in Jersey. You know, these Yankees up there, you know, you know you're all a bunch of Yankees, right? I, I do, I do. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, cool. You know, my family's down in Paisley, South Carolina, so, you know. Um, I was going to say, you definitely didn't have a Jersey accent. Well, I was born in Point Pleasant, New Jersey, and everybody my whole life told me, you don't sound like you're from here. And I'm like, oh, I was where I'm from, you know. But, I mean, I've been all over the place and yeah. cowboy and a bunch of other crap. But, okay. um, so I, t- I take Chris, and he goes, you know, it's WCW. I, I go down and... Um, I help Wild Bill and Gordo, or Klondike uh, uh, Bill, or Klondike Bill and Gordo set up the ring. And uh, do you remember those guys? Yeah, used man. To drive, yeah, they used to drive the WCW ring around, man. They said, so, you know, I helped them set up the ring, and then I get to work out in it, you know, work out with some of the boys. And I didn't know really what he meant by the boys. You know, yeah. I figured it's just a bunch of other ham hocks that are going to go around and do this, you know, phony nonsense wrestling that, you know, I kind of thought was idiotic. Yeah, I really did. I thought you had to be stupid to want to do that. And, um, you know, about 800 chair shots to the head later, I think it was fabulous. You know? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you want to hit me with that? Sure. That's... You know, but, uh, we get there, and he's, he's, he helps him set up the ring. I had some newspapers and reading some stuff. And he's in there and, uh, you know, jumping around, you know, like, you know, monkey moves and stuff. You know, yeah. today I know they're called bumps. You know, he's in there bumping around. <clears throat> you know, but my first day there, I just thought he was, you know, like jumping around like a fool. Yeah, and you would so, have absolutely no intentions of getting in the ring. No, no, zero, no. Crazy you know, considering the ride that that you know, business took you on. You know, I, I had a construction company. I was tattooing. Um, you know, I, I was getting ready to open a tattoo shop. I had a lot of things going on. <laughs> and I was a competitive power lifter. Me and my buddy Booger, Jimmy Weiss, you know, uh, Iron Cross power, Iron, Iron Cross powerlifting team. So, um, you know, it's uh, it, it was fun back in the day. But I'm watching Chris do these things down in the ring. I'm reading the paper, and I see a bunch of guys with these, you know, bleach blonde mullets. You remember the mullets? Oh, yeah. That was in the the 80s in wrestling that everybody had a mullet. This this is the 80s, man. You know, it's like mullet central. I'm like, holy crap, man, you know. Yeah. I'm just seeing them. I'm seeing them, you know, around in the ring, some of them with Chris and stuff. And, um. I don't know anybody, you know, and I don't care to. Um, uh, I always kind of like to keep to myself a little bit. And uh, Chris, because I see some commotion going around, and I see this guy in the worst uh, um, 
Um, it was uh, not, it wasn't a teal. It was a burgundy uh, colored, like a neon burgundy polyester suit. You know, it was like a real cheap yeah. one, and this big yellow tie. You know, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I saw I saw the same man wear the same suit in uh, June of '96 when I got up to WWF. But uh, so this guy is in the ring swinging a tennis racket, pointing the tennis racket up our way. There's some gray-haired guys, other people in commotion. Chris comes running up to me and he's like, "Hey man, hey man, I don't know if you ever talked to Chris. Did you talk to Chris?" No, I knew like up in Boston, I knew a lot of people who have who met him. Um, unfortunately, yeah. by the time I started going around, he had already passed. He left an impression on everybody he's ever met, though, I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, he was the best brother I could ever have, you know, me and Johnny just miss him, you know, and uh, miss him every day. But, uh, you know, he, 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 when he'd get excited, especially when he's young, you know, and he's a teenager here, you know, he's like uh, 16 years old or 17 years old, I forget, what, I forget how old he was at the time, he was probably 16 because I was driving, but he, uh, he said, man, you, um, you got to come down, you got to get in the ring, you got to take some bumps. Remember I said I don't know what bumps were? Yeah. <laughs> you got to come in, you got to take some bumps. If you don't get in the ring, then we got to go. They said, who's that guy up there? So that's my Ryan. They're like, well, if he's not a worker, you got to go. I didn't know what a worker was, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so he's, he's like, if you got to go, then I got to go, and I can't work out, and I, I won't get my dream of being a professional wrestler, and that's what we want to do, so you got to help me out going on and on and on. I'm like, I'm not getting in the ring, man. Well, I, I ain't doing that. You know, like, he's begging me, begging me. I'm like, you know what? I, I just love the kid. I really did. So I said, all right. He said, I'll, I'll come back. I said, all right, man, cool. And he ran down and I walked down because I wasn't in a hurry to get in the ring. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about him. He had a martial arts background and, you know, uh, amateur wrestling background. You know, I wasn't afraid of anything, but I don't know what the hell these guys are doing. It's all kind of, you know, loose and all over the place. Right. So we get in the ring, and Chris says, I'm going to teach you how to do a beal. And uh, I'm like, a what? A beal? You know what a beal is, right? Hip toss, you know the beal? You know, so he tells me how to do that. He goes, just, just jump over and land on your back. I'm like, what? He goes, I can't show you how to do it because they're all looking. Just jump over and land on your back. So boom, so I do it. We do a couple things a couple times, shows me how to hit the ropes like this, this, and he looks over at the one guy and says, he's real green, man, he's real green. I'm like, okay, so I know what green is. You know, yeah. so I'm like, okay. So this, uh, not not a hell of a physique on the guy, but a, one fine, beautiful uh, platinum blonde mullet slides in under the ropes and pops right up in front of me. He's like, hey, man, how you doing? What's your name? I said, um, Jim. He says, Hey, Jim, how you doing, man? How you doing? He's just, I'm Bob, man. Look, look, I'm going to show you a couple things, so nobody gets in trouble here. We're going to do a little bit, a little this, a little that, and then boom, boom, boom. And I don't understand what boom, boom, boom is or this and that. You got what I'm saying, brother? <laughs> you know, because Fade was still in the building. Yeah. In the that's night. why they wanted me out. That's why I ended up in the ring. So he shows me a few things. They teach me. A spot. Now I know what a spot is. You know, around the world, practice drop down, yeah. probably get hip toss and follow that up with an arm drag. Hey, there you go, man. You know what I mean? So, 
I learned my first spot, and the third or fourth time I ran it, I'm running it with Bobby, and then I ran it with Stan Lane, and this big tall fellow with spiky blonde hair, he got in the ring. Uh, he had a funny name because like uh, named after a rock star. Oh, that would be Sting. Yeah, I you know, and I, I didn't know who any of these guys were. That, I had no idea. That's you know, crazy. I had no idea. So my first day in the business, you know, God bless me. I mean, really, God bless me. Um, I'm working with the top guys the first time I'm ever in the ring with the top guys at WCW, you know, Midnight Express. Yeah. Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette telling me what to do. He goes, hey, you ain't a jackass after all. Hey, come on. Hey, Jimmy. You know, and... uh you know, he, other than my sisters and some girls, uh, Cornette was the only one that called me Jimmy and it stuck, and Jimmy stuck in wrestling. I always, hate, I always hated it when I was younger, but, you know, it just doesn't matter, man. I'm Jimmy Shoulders, man. You know what I'm but, saying, brother? Yeah, now you're proud. Now you wear it proudly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so um, that's what got me into the daggone business. That, that's... And... Nobody else has that story. No one else has a story close to that in this business. I guarantee it. You know, I'll tell you, you know, like, you have Bobby Rydell, um, who I just love, and it's his mom's birthday today, so happy birthday, Joe Rydell. Happy birthday, uh, Mr. Rydell. You know, yeah, uh, you know, Bobby. I know who he is. I know of him. I think I talked to him probably years ago. um, Okay. Um, I know well, he's actually you got, in the got, You guys kind of got similar accents. I mean, he's in New York, and, you know, he's yep. in New England. It ain't, you know, it ain't too far off, you know. He's actually in the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yes, he is. Yes, he is, and I'm not that son of a bitch. I'm going to, man, the next time I see him, you know, and I talked to him today. <laughs> yeah. I talked to him today. Okay. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you another story as we go on about uh, Bobby and his mom and uh, me and Marty, me and Marty Gennetti. Uh, you, you might have heard of Marty Gennetti. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. You didn't get much press around here, but um, if you're listening to MJ, I love you, brother, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, but uh, um, I, can't wait to see, I can't wait to see him this weekend. Yeah, he'll, he'll be but, at uh, the, uh, the Fan Fest on Saturday, June 2nd. Yeah. East Providence, yeah. Rhode Island, yeah. as part of the, uh, yeah, we'll they're doing the new rock, is with, uh, they got him with Al Snow. Yeah, Al Snow, man, <laughs> I, you know, it's, poor Al, and I love Al, you know, and I just talked to him, too, and I'm, I'm excited to see Al, but <clears throat> for a guy that had no interest in ever being in this business, I've you know, blessed to have friends of mine that are the regular folks, but just some of the most famous people ever in the business. And um, I got to work with all these guys. You know, like, there's guys that this is what they dream of, and I was just kind of blessed with it, you know. And, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I put no. work into it, but, you know, and, and, and it took time, you know, to, to get some skill and craft, but. No. You know, they, uh, it, it, it was just great. But you, you want to, you, you want to hear? I don't know how, how you want to do this. Which, which direction you want to go? We're we going all over the map here. It don't matter. Yeah, we probably will. Like I, I want to touch on because I know you're very religious now, and I want to get into that at some point. 
uh, on how that that's transformation that, happened. That, that's that's where, that's where Bobby Rydell and his mom and my parents, uh, you know, my mom's passed, but um, that that's where uh, those four uh, really truly uh, saved me, you know, and, and got me on a path with the Lord, um, you know, straighten out my life. But uh, <clears throat> we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get into definitely get into that because I wouldn't be here talking to you today if it wasn't for uh, Christ. I'd say whether you know it or not, like, and I'm not an overly religious person at all. I'm up in Boston, so you can probably guess I'm Irish Catholic. Um, yeah, you're a Southie. Yeah, I am. I'm, that's where I'm born and raised in Southie, actually. I know. I, 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 I can tell <laughs> by your accent. Um, but it's, um, I, I, I'm one of them folks that, you know, studies accents and okay. try to find out where people are from. Because when I was in the Marine Corps, you'd hear a guy talk, and you knew he was from. Yep. Either Oklahoma or Texas, New Jersey, New York, or, you know, Providence. You know. <laughs> you know, I went to boot camp with a guy from Providence, Rhode, Rhode Island. You know, tough son of a tough, tough, tough gun, man. Tough son of a gun. But, um, you know, when I got into wrestling, when I got into wrestling, JP, I was, I was clean and sober. I'd already gone through my first marriage. I was in the gym training, keeping my head together, and I cleaned up off drugs and alcohol, um, you know, the first time, the first time, and, uh, you know, that's, that's where Chris and I, uh, really got our brotherhood together, and, and uh, you know, friendship and family built all out of that, but, um, you know, wrestling just took me down the dark road, you know, with yeah. pain medication, and, uh, my, my first day in the locker room at WWF, one of my brothers with an English accent um, was no longer with us. He says, hey, brother, he says, you're going to need these, you know. What the hell? It's not for the pants, for the office. You know, so, you know, dealing with the office, you got to take some pills. And I realized real quick that, you know, he wasn't kidding. You know, I was already in pain. And, you know, being cloudy was the easiest job I ever had in the business. Let me, let me tell you, Cloudy, 
the, the cloudy thing real quick. Yeah, I want to know how they told you about that. <clears throat> it, it was brutal. I, I'm, I just got back from work in Puerto Rico. Yeah. I'm sitting, I'm sitting on the bed, and my girlfriend's there. I just got back from the airport, and, uh, you know, it's some meeting, just sitting there, and uh, my phone rings. You know, phones do. They ring when someone calls you. Yeah. I see that it's Chris. So I'm like, hey, Cam, man, what's up, brother? And he was already with the company. He was already with Titan. And uh, I said, what's happening, man? He goes, hey, I'm either in San Francisco or uh, L.A. airport. And one on the West Coast. So I was sitting here waiting. He said, I got, I got some news for you. I said, what's that? He says, well, Remember we used to kid around and say, you know, we'd paint our ass blue and dance around in the ring like a gorilla? I said, yeah. He says, well, it's not that bad. <laughs> I said, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? He says, well, he says, um, and this is Tuesday. It's a Tuesday night. And um, he says, Vince wants you in his office Thursday morning. They have a contract. They're going to sign you. They're going to bring you in. I can't tell you exactly what's happening, but um, we're going to drop the strap. Um, What's-her-name is going to leave and um, go with the other guys, and we're going to have a new manager, and it's going to be you. And then uh, after that, you're going to put the screws to us, and you're going to come out in her stable of wrestlers because they have this idea of a stable of wrestlers with evil Sonny. Back then, and you know, that was like early, like 
91 or 92. But, uh, okay. so we went in, I go in the, I go in the thing and everybody's real kind to me, like I'm friggin' somebody, you know, and, um, you know, I just know that I made, you know, 50 bucks for a week of Puerto Rico, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, nice. so, um, I'm, I'm up here and I'm like, wow. You know, no. going to the office and I, I get into the conference room. You got uh, JJ Dillon in there, Tim Ross, um, Cornette was there, um, uh, uh, Bruce Pritchard, Tommy's brother. Yeah. I love Dr. Tom, man. I would take a bullet for that son of a bitch. That's... And uh, I, I, I just meant he cut his hair off and bleached it blonde. Somebody misses a spot, 
and you know, and here's here's like a, a great deal for me because Owen and I were were uh, got to be pretty close over the years, and we kind of looked alike. If you go back and look at pictures of me back then, I mean, we kind of looked alike. You know, everybody, yeah, man, you got to put alike. You know, I and can like, see that. You know, I, I I don't really see it, but I kind of get it. You know, I mean, we're both really attractive men. You know, and, you know. Uh, well, you were handsome, Jimmy, before you were cloudy. So, right. Bro, let me tell you something, man. Handsome Jimmy Shoulders prevails, you know. And <laughs> I was up, I was up at a show up in White Plains just to see. I just got men from. Oh, Terry Funk got me a bunch of shops down in Texas, and I was working down in Texas and doing a thing with Dory Junior. And I got back up here, and Chris and Tom were doing this skip and zip deal. Yeah. Already. And they were up at White Plains doing a house show. So I said, well, I'll swing in because it comes from the airport. And so I'll swing, I'll just swing right up there and come see y'all. So when I get up to White Plains, you know, there's this curtain, like this stage thing at the one one end of that uh, auditorium, arena, whatever hell, you know, Civic Center, okay. whatever it is. And um, I'm just sitting in a chair on the bag on stage. And uh, I hear behind the curtain... Handsome Jimmy Shoulders. <laughs> over and over. And then, then I hear on the PA system, Handsome Jimmy Shoulders. And it was Owen, you know. And uh, a couple weeks later, I meet up with them. I'm at another, another WWF house show. And he's on the PA saying my name. And I go to him, I'm like, oh, what's the deal with that? And he goes, I just love your name, man. <laughs> and I was like, ah, brother, you know, so, you know, that, that was like mine and Owen's thing. And, you know, it was, it was just, it was just funny, you know, like, you know, so when I got, when I got there and I'm doing the cloudy, um, he's like, no more handsome Jimmy's shoulders, you know, and he's trying to come up with something, crying cloudy or something or other, he had a whole bunch of them and he just went on, 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 you know, but. So Nyhart and I were put together as a tag team, and um, Jimmy wouldn't stop smoking weed and kept getting popped on the test. Now he was getting tested more than anybody. I can guarantee that. And, and, and you know, I think Vince just you know had it out for him. Or um, and I got no heat with anybody, you know. Um, but you know the clip. Uh, they might have had a little something to do with it at time. We all had our dark days. Yeah. You know, all of us. And, um, you know, uh, went through our own battles. And, you know, thankfully, a lot of us have gone on the other side. You know, yeah. it's like, if I see Kevin or uh, Sean now, and, you know, it's like, hey, brother, how you doing? You know, there's no animosity. There's nothing but, you know, love, respect. And, uh, you know, but, you know, it, it was a bad time, so he got popped and fired and wouldn't stop smoking weed so I had this thing where we were going to come out of the who and what deal and I was going to be part of the Heart Foundation oh wow yeah you know so that went sound you know and it was just like a series of characters that they kept doing and developing and they'd team me up with somebody and the other guy would go south and I was just like me they're screwing or them they're screwing. You know, just like, uh, who they putting the screws to, man? And I was like, you know, and then I, I got into a beef with uh, 
know, puffy to wonder. You know, I'm not going to get into it, but, you know, so then I'm just, I was off TV and stuff and whatever, but, you know, the, the, like, I'll tell you a funny one here, JP. You know, sure. you're not, I know you're not getting asked any questions, and I'm <laughs> not a very loquacious, I'm not a very loquacious fella, and I don't have a lot of verbiage to use, yeah. but, you know, um, <laughs> I, I love yeah. these interviews where I don't have to do anything. Yeah, you can you can go get a coke. You can actually go out to a drive-through, you know, and, and, and go get yourself, you know, something that supersizes the hell out of it. But the, the, the cloudy gimmick. The first night we were doing it, it was at the uh, uh, Mecca in Milwaukee, and um, so we're going over to finish, you know, and um, Al is in at the meeting. For the finish, he's cutting a promo, or doing doing something. I think I think he was cutting a promo uh, for a lead-in into it because all of us kept going back and forth, different things. Of course, me being cloudy, I was in freaking makeup, you know, and I had these eyelashes. And yeah, it was, it was hell, brother. Yeah, I, I shut down those those girls take handsome Jimmy shoulders to make them, you know, into a beautiful beautiful woman. Um, it, it took them some work, you know, but I, I can tell you this. I looked like my oldest daughter if she were all gassed up, you know. So, okay. you know, Cloudy was, you know, um, the boys used to call my daughter Shorty, partly Cloudy. <laughs> you know, that was, that was a rib on her. She was like 10 back then, you know. But, That's uh, funny. So we're, we're in the meeting. We're going over to finish and um, doing the deal, and, and Vince, you know, uh, everything's big, you know, and yeah. like, oh, I get yeah. it, man. It's like some of your energy for out there, you know what I'm saying, man? Like, yeah. I, I, I'm an internal, you know, like, I'll use it when I, when I get there, you know? Right. And um, <clears throat> so he says, well, what we're going to do is, you know, you'll be doing your, you know, swinging the towel, you know, and shaking your hands and jumping around, you know, like a girl. And uh, no offense to any young ladies out there, I don't mean anything like that, but I mean that girl that did the deal for the body bombers and then left to go with the yeah. uh, Godwins and then the smoking guns, uh, whatever the hell her name was. But uh, anyway. Irrelevant, right? Says, so, 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 so Vince says, so, um, Marty, um, we're going to have to have uh, one of the new rockers. Um, you're going to take a shot from Cloudy and then he's going to then she's going to spin you around, put a kiss on you, throw you down and then put Skip on top of you for the pin. And I said, okay. And, and Marty says, wow, Al is not going to like that. So he right away put it so that Al was the one getting the kiss. He wasn't even in the meeting. So when Al got back, he got the the deal on the on the finish. He's like, how the hell did I get stuck with that? So that was mine and Al's first date in Milwaukee. (laughs) And then it just just repeated for however long that was. You know, it was just it was a blip. Funny what you're known for, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's 
Now, you went, so you did your stint, you did the body donners, you went to ECW. Where did, did you stay in the business after that, or did you get out completely? I got out um, July of 99. I broke my neck at C4 and 5, December of 98, in a show. Um, no. Fox 2, Fox 2 got me on and out in uh, a few dates out in the West Coast, you know, Los Angeles and somewhere okay. else. I can't remember who the hell it was for. Um. I did a moonsault off the top rope, and um, I shouldn't have been doing one, <clears throat> but um, came down wrong and uh, fractured that. You know, uh, pretty good C4 and 5 December of 98, and then uh, got back in the ring with New Jack oh. uh, a few months later. I love New Jack. He was so easy to work with. Really? I would yeah. think with all the uh, the hardcore stuff that he would be, you, oh, no, you're going to get hit hard with something. Painful. I wasn't saying it wasn't painful and I didn't like it, you know, or, or that I liked it. I mean, it, 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 it was really a horrible spot to be in, but like New Jack's just a good guy, you know, and, and I like working with okay. him. We worked easy together. I knew he was going to, you know, the problem with what was in the garbage can, he wasn't putting everything in the garbage can. You know, like one night I got hit with my own George Foreman grill. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh. So, you know, I got hit with waffle irons and I got yeah. hit with a, you know that barrel in the cotton candy machine? Yes. You know, where they, where they, where they yeah, take the, the, the cardboard little cone and they whip it around and get all that air to sugar and whip it up that round tub part. The big metal he piece. beat the hell out of me with one. You know, I did the job to him because he oh. beat the hell out of me with one of that one time. So, I mean, you know, I got hit with a diehard battery. Um, you know, <laughs> just whatever, you know. But, yeah. You know, so and that was, that was an easy day at work. I took a chair, I took a chair shot. Um, um, I'm kidding. It was up your way. It was up in Boston, and me and me and Balls and uh, Axel and a local guy from up in that area worked uh, with Tony Rumble. We one of Tony Rumble's guys. Okay. Um, and uh, he was with me, and he was gonna, you know, kind of get beat up a little bit, and I'd rescue him and come in and. I'd go over on top of, uh, of balls, but they were going to do a couple things to me first, you know, the heat and yeah. all that stuff. And um, I took a chair shot from Axel and just went down. Oh. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it was just done. And that, that was the last time I wrestled. Um, I did a couple other shots in 2009. And I was like, my body can't do this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this. No, oh, I want to be able to. I want to be able to walk. I should forget it. Yeah. But I mean, in '09, after the movie The Wrestler came out, yep. guys like me, who um, you know, guys a lot more famous than me, and got workers way better than me, who all succumbed to the uh, to the to the drugs, you know, and yeah. uh, all the gimmicks that were taking us down. It took so many of us out, you know. Um, 
they're paying, people are paying us ungodly sums of money for the where are they now, you know, like, holy cow, they survived. Yeah, pay them a ton of money and have them make an appearance getting them in the ring, you know. So I got to see, you know, Marty Jannetty and a couple of the other boys, you know, a bunch of the other guys and, uh, um, work, but um, I was like, screw this, man. You know, and I, and I got friends of mine, you know, I'm, I'm, 50, I'm 55 years old now. Okay. And I got friends of mine that are older than me that are still working. Yeah, because... You know, I, I'm, the Lord blessed me with um, other talents and the and the, the, the um, desire to um, yeah. stop. And that's the thing. Is there's there's I, no I, I didn't stop the, I didn't stop the drug habit after I got out of the prison. You know? Okay. So, you know, so I got done in 99, and I was still partying like, you know, you know, people say party like a rock star. Rock stars got nothing on wrestling. <laughs> you know, they got nothing. They got nothing on the boys from the squared circle, bro. Nice. I'll tell you that, man. Because you know, I, I, I've seen um, you know Lars and Jimmy Hatfield go down partying with some of us because they couldn't hang. <laughs> Is that you right? Um, yeah, you know, you know Metallica. Yeah. They couldn't hang with us. You know, ask Pritchard; he'll tell you. Oh man, I'm, that's. Yes, Tommy, he'll tell you, he couldn't hang with us, man. Tommy, like, party like a rock star, my ass, you son of a bitch. He's putting that, boots on. I, I love Metallica, but Hetfield was known for known for his partying. <coughs> yeah, he couldn't hang with That's us, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, I, I love the guy, it's just funny, man. But they weren't doing the same gimmicks we were doing, you know, like we had this tolerance built up for somers and yeah. all this stuff, and you know, it's just nuts, but I just kept doing it, and, you know, um, you know, between having PTS, PTSD, um, um, from my time in the Marine Corps when I was overseas, and, um, drug addiction, alcoholism, um, no faith, uh, no nothing, uh, just loss. Yeah. You know, um. When I was really done at ECW, because I was just, I, I got to be too much of a mess to work there. How's that? That's, yeah. that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's bad, right? Yeah. yeah, I've heard, I've only heard stories of the ECW locker rooms, but that's. Oh, it was nuts. But, and, and, and then, you know, you had the locker room, then you had the kayfabe locker room, which, you know, you had, you know, me, Bammer, Shane, Chris, you know, Shabu, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, uh, guys, we, we'd all, like, me and Bammer grew up together, you know what I mean? Okay. So, uh, you know, um, we'd, we'd known each other, you know, most of our lives, you know, at least since we were wrestling in school, you know, and uh, yeah. families knew one another before that. But, oh, wow. That's... You know, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, and right now, where I live right now, in this goddamn forsaken, horrible state in New Jersey, this <laughs> is the People's Republic of New Jersey, maybe you heard of it, it's also known as hell. But I live right around the corner from where Bammer used to live years ago. And, um, you know, we picked and we'd get, you know, pick up and cars there and go to the airport and come in and stuff. But, um, so that was your riding yeah, buddy? Not, no. Yeah, you know, we, we'd ride together. Me and him and Chris, we were all, we were all right around here, you know. And, but, uh, but, you know, 
me, now here's our getting to, you know, me and MJ, we were at, uh, we were doing a bunch of indie shots, you know, yeah. and um, Bobby Rydell, you know, uh, was like a booker, you know, wasn't like, yeah. you know, he was a booker for us. He, he booked a lot of, lot of stuff for us, you yep. know, and nego- he always negotiated good money, good terms, and payment up front and all that stuff, you know, so we got our money, but, you know, Poor Bobby, poor mom, you know, Joe. She'd ride around with us, <clears throat> driving, you know, me, MJ, and a lot of the other boys, you know, in a minivan and stuff, to <laughs> shows in upstate New York and Connecticut and out Long Island and up in North Jersey and all that stuff. And, you know, um, you know, and, you know, we were a mess before the show. Can you imagine after a show? And she allowed us to stay at her house in Long Island. You know, and, and we were just a mess. And, um, you know, I'd say, say to her and I'd say to Bob, you know, thanks, you know, sorry. It's like, oh, we always pray for you. We have faith. You know, the Lord's going to take care of you. And I always hear all this Lord, you know, and I'd be like, you know, the Lord, no, I'm you know, they're a little heavy with it. But in my heart, you know, um, I knew what they were saying was what my mom and dad had always said, you know, the power of prayer, you know, ask yeah. God to, to guide you and ask God to give you the answers and, um, you know, ask God to show you what's true and where you belong. And my mom told me, you don't have to live your life like a movie star, you know. You look at, you look at the Marine Corps and, uh, um, <clears throat> went overseas, you know, was in Beirut. Sometimes it takes a little yeah. while to realize. Yeah, you know, and, uh, so, you know, like, you know, um, no. Janetti, I just love Janetti. You know, I just love Mark. You know, it's just, you either do or you don't, you know, most of us do. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, this poor woman taking care of us and um, all that, they, they just they just had such tremendous faith. And, um, I had gotten into a situation with a girlfriend of mine at the time, and uh, I just didn't know what was going to happen, like what direction I was going to go. And she said, she had said to me, she says, you need to straighten out. Um, that's it, you know. Um, and like, uh, you know, and, and the thing, here, here, I'm going to give you the deal right here. Cal. Um, she was, um, she told me she was going back into stripping. You know, are you familiar with that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Olympic, oh, Olympic yeah. pole dancing, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and I wasn't, <clears throat> I wasn't real happy with that. Right. So I'm driving her car because, you know, now I'm a has-been wrestler. <clears throat> you know, there's no money. I'm driving her car, you know. 
And I punch her dash off, and she's telling me she's going back to the strip. And she's like, my car, my car. And I'm, you know, I'm driving like 80, and I throw it into, you know, park. <laughs> you know, like, screw you, you know. Like, oh, my God. And, um, she was going to call the cops on me. And uh, I was like, wow. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, could I, could, <clears throat> could I go further? Could I really hurt people I love, you know, hurt her, hurt my daughter, and so I only had one kid at the time, I'm like, this ain't cool, man, I got, I got to stop, so, you know, I went home that night alone, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm, I'm drinking, doing some Xenex, yeah. um, I, I might have been snorting, you know, snorting coke, or I, I don't I don't remember, um, I mean, I was doing plenty of whatever I had yeah. to tell you that, and I got a <clears throat> to the right, to, to my right side, and I, li- I was living in this little place in the, down the beach in uh, Manasquan. I had lost my house already, and, um, you know, pretty much everything was gone. And so, you know, just sitting here, and I hear this voice, <clears throat> Jim, this is your one and, only, one and only shot. Take it now, or it's gone forever. And I looked to my right, and there's nothing there, and I, I heard it clear as day, and I'm not hallucinating. Um, there was none of that. And, was, um, and I'm like, huh. Because I've had plenty of people say, oh, you're hallucinating. I'm bullshit, yeah. man. That's the real deal. Good. You know, and I go out, I pull the door open, and my deck, which over, you know, my front porch, which overlooked Main Street there, and Mount is gone down by the beach, and there was nobody out there, and I'm like, oh, man, that was a god. Now I'm hearing in, in my in my head, Bobby Rydell. I'm hearing his mom Joe, prayers for me. I'm hearing my mom and dad, you know, prayer. And I pick up the phone. I call a buddy of mine who helped me get so clean sober the first time <clears throat> years earlier, back in '87. Uh, and uh, you know, by '95, I was already back out there. You know, and right. the next few years were just brutal. Or '94, I was probably back out there. Um, you know, and doing drugs again. Yeah. I started drinking about '95, but um, I picked up the phone and I called my buddy Swami. I got nicknames for everybody, whether they're in the business or not. <laughs> my kids, all my kids, you know, have, have nicknames. You know, my son, the one that got Jeff, he's just called Boy. You know, <laughs> you know my oldest is Shorty. Um, the second oldest is Booger Nene because. Well, Cynthia Catherine picks her nose, you know, and that's just like all the butter, you know. So, um, and then my, my youngest daughter, Sunshine, she's going in Marine Corps. No, wow. This summer. Yeah, she's going to be like me and mom. She's going to be in nutcakes. So she wants to be a Marine. She doesn't want me to have to pay for college. Uh, she wants to go to route that me and mom went, you know, military college and, uh, you know, Earn, earn, earn the uh, money to go by serving our country. So I'm really yeah. proud of her and her boyfriend, uh, Danny. He's he's going in the Marine Corps too. So uh, uh-huh. I, and I really like that kid too. So you know we're gonna have some more service members in our family and, and the beloved Marine Corps. And uh, you know that that's a deal. But yeah, <laughs> I called my you know, I called I called my buddy Swami up. He said I need some help. I want to quit drinking. And, I gotta get off these drugs, man. He says, Well, you're drinking high now? I said, Yeah. He says, Well, if you're serious, call me tomorrow. And he hung up the phone. And I'm like, That son of a bitch. <laughs> and here I want help. And 
Right. Now, what a bastard. Now, I got to stew in that all day on night, right? You ever stew in anything? Uh, yes. Um, yes. Now, like, I'm getting pissed. And, yes. um, you know, so I finish what I was drinking. I pour half of the stuff out. I throw some stuff away. And, uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, I call. And I say, hey, Swami, so I want some help. He's like, all right. He says, are you drinking? I said, no. He says, are you getting high? I said, um, I'm just high from everything I did last night and drunk from everything I did yesterday and last night, but I haven't touched anything since about 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock this morning. He's like, okay. He says, I'm going to pick you up. We're going to go to a one up there AA meetings tonight. I said, okay. And uh, that's what happened. And then the next day, my mom died. Oh. And, yeah. And I went down to my mom's funeral, and everybody thought I was, you know, I was crying. I was upset. I love my mom. She's a good girl. She's from the Bronx. Okay. She's in the Bronx. So she was tough. Bronx Catholic, you know. Yep. It, my first concussion came from my Irish mother, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I believe it. It was, it was a hairbrush. My second concussion came from the mom at Catholic school. You know, you're south. You're familiar with the Catholic yeah, school. Oh, yeah. Twelve yeah. years of Catholic school, so. You know, well, imagine it in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I take it I'm a little bit older. Yeah, I was the 80s, so. When I'm, so you, I'm you, 43. You call, me, you, call me an, you call me an old fart? I am not. I'm 43 years old. I'm old to be doing this myself, so. <laughs> but I love it because I love what you guys so, have done, so. You know, it's, uh, I was just forced. I've never been to rehab. I've taken wow. hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of people to rehab, hundreds, literally. Um, I, actually, in the last couple of days, I got people into rehab again. And um, a friend of mine lost his, uh, <clears throat> his son-in-law to a heroin overdose uh, yeah, just the other day at 46 or 47 years old. It's just bad. When I tell you I'm blessed, and when I tell you that, <clears throat> excuse me, I sit here, or, or let me tell you, I, I stand here before anyone, and I can tell you that I'm truly suspended in the state of grace. God has blessed me, and he's blessed me with a gift. And um, he, he's shown me a way more powerful than anything that I could ever uh, imagine. Um, you know, so you tap into the power of Jesus Christ and you find out what the true power of everything is, and it will really blow your mind. I'm not a Bible thumper. I don't whack people over the head with the Bible. I don't minister to people. Like my buddy, one of my Christian mentors, Anthony, another carpenter, and I'm a carpenter too. And, um, you know, he'll minister to anybody on the street, in the lumber yard, on the job site. In the men's room, he'll minister to anybody and carry the message of the Lord to them anywhere. Um, my message and my delivery is a little different. I let people kind of come to me and I kind of slip it in. But when my buddy Swami started me off to going back to AA meetings, my mom passed away and I detoxed down at my mom's funeral. Everybody thought I was all worked up just about that, but didn't realize that I was detoxing too. And then the road over the next few years where I actually
actually did all the steps that they have in that AA book, and I went out and made amends to everyone that I could possibly think of. And if I ever do need to run into anyone that I owe an amends to, I still make the amends. But I made these lists. I paid back all the money um, wow. to everyone I owed, everything. Wow. And, um, God just God just blessed me um, with the ability to do these things. And then he uh, started putting more people in front of me to help them get off the drugs and alcohol. And Chris was making a, at this time, a swing back around and <clears throat> he was getting involved, uh, um, um, TNA, you know, Dixie Carter. Yep. Right. Um, he's yep. down there doing that deal and he's running into some of the boys and, um, but, hey man, you know, how shoulders doing? So, oh, he's doing good, man. You know, like, what's he up to? And Chris knew that I was going out and I was, you know, speaking a lot to, um, AA groups, uh, church organizations, uh, you know, anyone that would, uh, anyone that asked me to speak and tell my story, um, you know, and share uh, the hope and courage, you know, uh, hope and um, um, change and, and, like, you know, just a, a, a glorious path that you couldn't imagine. You know, people ask me to tell them their story and, um, you know, Chris's take on it to tell the guys, well, you know, he, he's a reverend because he didn't want to throw me under the bus and say I'm in recovery and doing these things. But right. he was telling people I was a reverend. And at the same time, buddies of mine that are Marines started up their own Marine Corps League down here in Manasquam. And um, they said, Jimmy, he said, man, um, you're the only guy we know that really reads the Bible and, and stuff, but we need a chaplain for our detachment, will you be it? And I said, yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, wow. You know, so I got the chaplain deal by doing that. You know, it, things just happened for me because I said yes to God. You follow? Oh, yeah. So, so yes. you go forward to when Chris passed away. We had just had lunch together. Um, about a month before he passed away, my oldest daughter was our waitress uh, down the Broadway Grill in Manasquan. And this is another funny, kind of funny story. But um, Chris said to me, man, he says, you ever get another dog by the name of Cactus? So I had it one time I had a dog by the name of Cactus because Mick always helped me and Chris out a whole lot. And I love Mick. Okay. Uh, Mick's always just always been kind to us and, and, and uh, loving and, and a true good friend. So I've named the dog Cactus one time, and, and, that, and that dog didn't make it. And, um, <clears throat> you know, okay. So Chris yeah. said, if you ever get another dog, man, you got a name of Cactus. So I have, a, I have a dog now. He's my service dog, um, and he's also my hunting partner. And uh, he got me into training dogs. So it's a whole nother, whole nother deal, man. Like, you know, um, the, way, the things that God's done in my life just took me way off you know, uh, where I thought I'd ever be. But, um, you know, so when Chris passed away, you know, he's uh, doing the TNA deal. And, um, I didn't know he was telling the boys I was a reverend or anything like that. And, um, <laughs> we guys come up for the viewing, you know, I, I had to give the eulogy because mom, you know, Chris's mom, I call her mom. Yeah. Um, you know, I love Peggy, you know, she, she just, 
she when I was sick in 08, she just looked out for me when my mom was gone, and, and uh, she stepped up and uh, was there because I was almost dead in 08. I got real sick. But uh, at Chris's funeral, all the boys, I mean, even Funker, you know, even Terry, you know, came up to me, uh, Double J, uh, Al, Tom, um, you know, Dr. Dr. Tom, yeah. even Dutch Mantelli. Hey Reverend, how you doing? Hey Reverend, hey Reverend, hey Reverend. I'm getting all this Reverend in the box. What the hell is going on? <clears throat> Tom gives me the biggie, you know, and like Mary. So he's giving me the office. I'm like, what's up, man? He says, uh, you know that deal where, you know, you go around, you talk, and, you know, most of the stuff you do is charity, but there's other people to pay you to go out and speak yeah. and stuff. I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, Chris. Didn't want to tell everybody you're in recovery, so he told them you were a reverend. <laughs> well, I am a, I am a chaplain, you know, so it's kind of, you know, how things just went along. And the guy that I uh, ran a recovery group with, it developed, my buddy Ray, it developed into um, much, much more. And, um, you know, we didn't talk because, you know, AA, they're like, you know, the guy to your own understanding and, you know, I'm telling buddy, listening, you know, and I kind of speak like, you know, one of the boys and I kind of speak like a Marine, so I'm going to say it like it is. It's bullshit. Um, it's not the guy to your own understanding. You know, the, the, the path isn't all, all roaming and broad and all inclusive. It's narrow. The gate's narrow, so you know it's the one true God. Okay. And, um, you know, it, that's that's just the deal. Like, so you know, hey, this is me, man. I'm God. Hey, I'm Jesus right here. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm right here for you. You know, and uh, Bobby Rydell and Johnny Ova, trying to have the church out there in Deer Park, Long Island, will back me up 100 percent on that. You know, so a lot of other Christians. You know, but yeah. you know, it, it it got to a point where in the, in recovery, if you read the literature, it says you know if an alcoholic fails to, and I'm going to paraphrase, fails to enlarge his spiritual life, he's screwed. So me and my buddy Ray, not telling each other because you don't really talk about. Jesus or anything, you talk about God in general in those recovery rooms. We've separately uh, gone down a Christian path, or really gone up a Christian path, yeah. because we, we started to rise a little higher, not above anyone else. And I'm talking about no, ourself. I, yeah, I know, just you, you're bringing yourself up. Yeah. yeah, where we are, we're not God is. You know, and he's lifting us up. So when I tell you I'm suspending this state of grace, he's just holding us, you know. And, um, you know, one day about a year into me walking, you know, walking back with the Lord, you know, said to my buddy Russ, he looked at me and said, you know, we're talking about we're both doing good. And, you know, we run this other entire group. We, we both spoke in Iceland and uh, we were over in Copenhagen and, bunch of places doing workshops for recovery and um just I mean, it sounds good like well i've been going back to church and uh just been uh really trying to dig back into you know my christian faith that my parents gave me and he said me too only my parents didn't give it to me you know his father was an atheist and you know his mother wasn't a big church goer but you know um but we were both separately, but that block of where you don't talk about it, these rooms of recovery, just right. in general, I kept 
me and my best friend. You know, is that yeah. after Chris was gone, you know, Ray was it. You know, still is to this day. Um, you know, God puts people in your life at the right time. There's no, okay. there's no coincidence in that nonsense. Yeah, no, I absolutely. You're supposed to be there. And uh, so we just started going down this path, uh, going up the path and telling people like, hey, uh, you know, I believe the Lord saved me and, um, you know, this is what I have to offer. So when I take people through, through you know, what we call the work and recovery, the steps, yep. I don't even call them the steps anymore, I just call it the work. Okay. <clears throat> I do it in a way where it's coming out of the Bible, I do it in a way where, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, uh, how to make our amends and when to make our amends, and it doesn't tell us to wait. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, and 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 the Bible tells us to help others. It doesn't say, you know, wait until you're healed to go help others. No, you're going to get better. You get, you know, you're going to get better even though you're sick, spiritually sick. You're going to get better by helping other people. Well, how about that? That. You know. Yeah. Um, so. That's just kind of the, <clears throat> the way things went, and, uh, you know, it's just kind of where life is for me. I mean, I got a great family, you know, my second oldest daughter just graduated from uh, um, one of the finest liberal schools in America, Rutgers, you know. That, um, congratulations yeah. to her. Thank you. Know, so she's real proud of her, you know. So my two oldest girls are college graduates. One has a master's, and one's going on to get her master's. And wow. My wife, my wife's in nursing school. My um, my uh, youngest daughter's going into Marines, and my son's still in high school. But you know, he's ripping engines apart and having a good old time, getting his hands dirty like I always did with motorcycles and cars. And, you know, um, it's, it's good. You know, and, and, and me and my boy go hunting together too. So, but I just want to tell you, like, yeah, I, I got a service dog, and I'm probably not going to bring him um, with me up to Fan Fest. Um, he did great. He did great at Rutgers. Um, I just, I, I'm just afraid that someone will rib my dog, you know, and uh, I'm just going to be smart about it and leave him here. But this dog, this dog, God put this dog in my life. I sold my motorcycle to get the dog, and the dog change my life so you know you get clean and sober you know after the business yeah. and i'm blessed with that god puts a woman in my life that i'm blessed with more children in my life that i'm blessed with um and my head started getting worse with ptsd and um i got help you know i got help you know god told me listen to these people go get some help so the va gave me some help and uh you know um Thought I, I locked into a couple of good doctors that I could talk to, and um, you know I didn't want to die as much anymore. You know, and um, even on a Christian path, I wanted to die every day. At one point. Wow, oh, it's a, and that's a like I've but, been just through depression, and that's a dark place. Yeah, it's it brutal, really man. is. And, you know? Something uh, that we've actually talked about because there's actually it's usually more than just me doing these interviews, but. The other two had something going on, and we've all gone through it. And something we eventually yeah. want to do that we've talked about is actually doing, rather than a wrestling podcast, keep this, but also do one on 
on depression and on that stuff and what we kind of do, because we're all in little bits of better places now. Um, what we yeah. do to put out, you know, not that what we do is going to be the same to help everybody, but just so other people know there's other people out there that felt the same way or feel the same way, and there's ways you out know, of it. You know, I'll tell you, a buddy of mine that owns the gym that I go to <clears throat> over here in uh, Ocean Township in New Jersey, uh, Ultimate Fitness, Eddie Albert, uh, he was a bodybuilder and a good friend. Chris and I trained there for years, and I still train there. Although I don't train like I used to, you know, but, um, you know, I'm okay for an old man. You know? <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I can still deadlift 405, so uh, I'm okay. Um, that's, that's so easy. But, uh, yeah, ultimate fitness, uh, just love what they do. And they had, uh, um, another veteran, uh, come in with his organization, Unbroken Warrior. You know, our bodies, our heads, um, minds, you know, uh, there may be broken parts of us, but we're not broken. You know what I mean? Right. Warriors, we're not broken. Our spirit isn't broken. We're here, you know. So it's unbroken warriors. Um, It's a great organization. They did a fundraiser, um, you know, PT workout, you know, and um, uh, they did it at the Fit Zone. Uh, ultimate fitness deal. It was just great to raise money for them. I go in there with my dog Cactus and this guy running the organization there. He's got his service dog. And, um, you know, I was just like, this is cool, man. You know, like, God doesn't, um, drop people. I said this before in your life for no reason. It might be there for a minute. It might be there for a month and it might be there forever. But take right. advantage of the people in your life, you know. Don't yeah. take an opportunity to thank someone or tell them you love them, you know. Um, you know, I, I'm grateful for, I mean, the guy who's known for his wrestling career is Cloudy. I've got a bunch more, you know. Thanks. Today I'm thankful for Cloudy because I get to talk to you. Right. And that's, you know I mean? yeah, and that puts you in, you know, it took you back to a dark spot, but, it, you know, it made you stronger because you didn't get out of that dark spot once. You got out of that dark spot two times. Yeah, I was and lucky, you know. I mean, it's, uh, it, you know, uh, God dipped my it, ass in chrome, I can tell you that, you know, because, uh, you know, you go to Ephesians um, 610, 10-6, 6-10, um, you know, it talks about the armor of God, you know, it's on the front here. On your head and on the front breastplate, and God's got your back. You just got to have momentum and keep going forward, no matter how dark things get or how hard things get. You know, you got to keep going forward. You know, you can take a punch. You got the armor on. God's got your back. Don't slow down. Keep going. That's, you know, and, uh, that's, that's the deal. But you know, I mean, you know, God put this dog in my life too. You know, and. I since I've had their puppy, you know, I mean, he's, he's uh, 27 months, something like that now, two years and uh, three months. Uh, just been a, no, Don, me and him are hardly ever apart. Oh, is that right? I, you know, I, I wouldn't be afraid of anyone ribbing the dog on Saturday. I would be more afraid of, like, typically a service dog. Like, I'd be afraid of the people trying to pet the dog and trying, you know. 
I know. Well, that, and I'm not talking about the boys ribbing them. You know, I'm not worried about the boys ribbing my dog. I mean, you know, I, I say ribbing you know, like fans, you know, like yeah. people not knowing and, you know, just maybe getting overzealous. And, you know, yeah. You know, so I'm like, you know, so, but, you know, Joe will take care of me and I'll be good up there. Oh, yeah, Joe. Joe, have you done any of Joe's uh, the Hall of Fames before? No, because you know that 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 man. Uh, you're going to talk to him because Cloudy should be in the Hall of Fame. I am going to. I'll see him. So I'm going to be there Saturday. So I'm looking forward to talking to you there. Oh, oh, so oh, so well, we got to get a picture together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, unless unless Bill Broom puts Cloudy into that Hall of Fame in the next year or two, he's not getting a picture. <laughs> oh, you, you can get you can get two, but he'll get none. And I love Joe. <laughs> He's uh, such a. I've known Joe for like I. I've never done anything in wrestling myself. I've never wrestled, but I've. God bless you, man. You're smart. I started going to shows, and when you see me, you're going to ask me why I didn't. I'm six foot eight, but I just didn't. I found the independent wrestling stuff when I was in my 30s, and I started going and helping out with ring crews and stuff. So I've known Joe uh, for 10 years as, you know, an acquaintance, and I talk to him every year when this stuff comes around, and I've gone to a few of these. It's always a great time. Always. Oh, I was supposed to do the last fan fest, I guess, a couple of years ago or something, yeah. three years ago, whatever it was. But... Uh, I think it was my dad uh, got sick, Uh-oh. or my, one, one of my sisters. I, I forget what it was, but like I had to go down. To, I had to go down to South yeah. Carolina. I couldn't make it. Right, family first, you know, of course. You know, yeah, you know, Joe understood. And, you know, I I sent him back. Um, you know, because Joe Joe's a great guy. He sends you, you know, money in advance. That's an it's. You know? And that's why he gets like he gets the loyalty out of some of the guys that he gets, and he pulls out guys. Like, do you do a lot of these conventions? No, I, I stayed away from it, and you know, I, I get I, I got a ton of calls to do it for years. This is the first time I'm I'm bringing actually bringing the cloudy gimmick anywhere ever. Is that right? Yeah. That's that yeah. is cool, and that's that's what Joe yeah. winds up getting because he's such a he is such a good guy. And then we talk, cost guys, we're talking about the uh, the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame and Fan Fest, which is coming up this Saturday, June second. It's at the Holy Ghost Charity Hall in East Providence, Rhode Island. Allaccessentertainment.com, and that's access with two X's. Um, and there's going to be a ton of guys there. Um, Going. Yeah, but the most important thing, man, is Jimmy Shoulders. That handsome one, baby, is going to be there. And don't forget that. The other handsome one, the Boogie Woogie, yes. Jimmy Valentine. I got, to, too, I got to talk to him loud. Maybe I'll get the two handsome ones together, the two handsome gentlemen. Yeah, you're going to get the two best-looking guys in the building it, together. And i got to give it to you here. You know, brother's got a lot more talent in his pinky <laughs> than i got my entire body. You know, <laughs> and Jimmy, he's a great guy. And, yeah. and, and love him. I can't wait to see him. You know, Chris introduced me to him years ago. We were working, we weren't even working USWA in Memphis. We were working some indie in Memphis, you know. Okay. uh, Yeah. He was huge in Memphis, though. Oh, yeah. He was huge. We were talking about that. Like, he actually had songs getting played on the radio. Yeah. So, that it's, 
and this is the stuff that you get at the the fan fests. And, um, yeah. You know, Al Al Snow and Jimmy Valiant, Marty Janetti, uh, Cloudy, of course. So you know, you guys are like ten dollars to get in the door. You know, one one of my first shows for uh, Dennis Carluso, me and Chris working. I don't know, it might have been a couple of years into the business, um, somewhere around there. Uh, Dan Seven was working oh, yeah. uh, uh, NWA down there too, you know. And, yep. uh Hell of a nice guy. Was man. that hell of a nice guy. was that back when he was because he, he was doing the UFC and the NWA at the time at one point yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's what he was doing. Yeah. That's yeah, and that you know Dan Seven. These are guys that. He, he last year, or a couple of years ago, he had Jameson from the WWF. Joe winds up finding the yeah. guys that no one else finds. It's not that they're not looking for them. He just does the work. Yeah. Well, Howard Finkel's going to be there, right? Yes. Yeah, he has. Now, so here's the, here's the deal. And I love Howard. Uh, if you talk to Howard between now and then, tell him I love him. Um, he grew up, he went to high school with Chris's dad. Oh, wow. They were friends in high school. That's... That wild, and then me and Candy are both end up wrestling up there. That is crazy. It's yeah, fun, like, it's like nuts. Wrestling uh, is a small world, but the world itself it just shows you is small outside of wrestling. Yeah. That's, but, uh, Cloudy, I am gonna wrap us up there. J- handsome Jimmy Shoulders. Um, you you got could... I will see you on Saturday. Yeah. Second at the Brotherhood of the Holy Ghost Memorial Hall, brother. You will. This has been incredible. I appreciate everything, man. Yeah, Thank no you. Problem, man. you. Thank you for your service. You, want to talk. you got it, brother. Give me a call anytime you want to talk about anything, you know, whatever. Just give me a shout, brother. Awesome, Jimmy. Okay. I will. Thank you, man. You got my number as well. You too. Thank you all for tuning into the Irish Whip. We will see you next Tuesday.